0: The Road Trip by Beth Morton Most people, when they say they want to travel after graduation, mean they want to backpack across the UK, or take cute photos next to exotic landmarks, or harass non-white locals in a foreign country. So the fact that Ant and I were deep into gator country, but still hundreds of miles away from Orlando, made it pretty clear that he and I aren't most people. Ant and I have been best friends since fifth grade. He moved to my school earlier that year and was warmly welcomed with charming nicknames and kicks to the pavement. When he found out they threw my glasses up a tree the next week, he asked if I wanted to play Lego Star Wars at his place after school. From that day on, we went from defenseless Anthony and Benjamin to the inseparable Ant and Germ. We still got banged up sometimes, but the name calling stopped when they figured out their bug and bacteria jokes didn't bother us anymore. We shared similar interests into our adolescence and beyond. We traded Yu-Gi-Oh cards during lunch, we ran around the yard pretending to have our own Omnitrixes, we even saw the Clone Wars in the theater together, to our disappointment. But one thing that transcended our childhood was our fascination with cryptids. At a school book fair, when everyone rushed to the till to buy all the smelly erasers, goofy pens, and cheap bookmarks their allowances could buy, Ant and I were immediately drawn to this big book of monster facts. It wasn't a fully comprehensive collection, since our own local legends weren't mentioned, but it had so many completely alien to us. The Jersey Devil, the Yowie, Nukalevi, the Black Shuck. It's like the spirits of every mythical creature in the world possessed its glossy pages and vexed us into spending 1839 to be our own. It worked. We would read our respective copies front to back to front again so frequently that they fell apart. My cover is actually gone altogether. it's just a stack of creased pages. We spent long hours into our teens and even early twenties just talking to each other about who would win in a fight, how we'd catch one, and which was objectively better than the other. Ant aggressively defended Mothman, and I teased him for it ever since I found out how thirsty people were for it. It was in my second year of college that Ant proposed a road trip. Think about it, germ! He had said to me, his excited shout peeking his phone mic. We drive out to our hometowns, camp for a couple nights, and I don't know, just see what we find. It was tempting. And by the time I graduated, I decided that there was no way I was rushing into the workforce for the rest of my life after losing so many sleepless nights in a cold, monitor lit bedroom studying. It was time for a little fun first. It made sense to go to Kilowanna first. He picked me up on his way through Vancouver, and the next three hours were a blur of playing catch-up between stretches of my pounding classic rock and his electric future synth. We drove past our old elementary school with a rude gesture or two before we settled in at a tiny RV park on the shoreline. As Aunt sat down beside me, it struck me how peacefully quiet it seemed. The occasional bird call or wind through the trees was the only thing that carried over the soft waves of Okanagan Lake. Oh! He crunched noisily on one of the bags of chips he had just opened. Tell me what you remember, let's compare notes. We spent the better part of the night talking about, and trying direly to spot out on the starlit water, the Ogopogo. My parents warned, don't go out in deep water, or else the big scary plesiosaur will get you. Just a story to keep me in the shallows, but I still thought it was cool to have such a unique local myth. I was never more disappointed when I found out the Ogopogo wasn't even the most famous of ten identical water monsters on the continent. Although we saw a suspiciously shaped log close to the shoreline, the fabled giant water noodle eluded us. We didn't mind. We weren't here to be the next cryptid hunters, so much as we were just a pair of friends looking to tell spooky campfire stories on location. So, after two days of nostalgia talk between stretches of ACDC and the midnight, depending on who had the auxiliary cable, Ann tucked his car off the road to the side of the tiny pond and shut his engine off. He stretched his arms up stiffly as he pulled his seat down horizontally. Find a comfortable spot now, Germ, he said reclining, or else it'll be a long night. I smiled and exhaled sharply. I don't think I've slept in a car since we drove out to visit my uncle in Calgary when I was nine. I pulled the lever and jerkily matched Ant's resting position. So, tell me about this thing. I still can't find anything about him online. Picture that blobfish thing. Instead of having its organs ruptured from the water pressure change, it's just like that. All fat and bloated? Yeah. He tried to stifle a laugh badly. Kid in my second grade got detention for saying my teacher looked like him. I felt bad, but I laughed too. Kids were terrible. He and I knew that as much as anybody. He explained that the calm lake monster, affectionately called Sweet Eddie by his hometown classmates, aggressively hated noise. His sensitive ear holes couldn't handle anything louder than his own splashing. Anything disturbing his peace set him into a seek-and-destroy mission. That was on my mind hours after Aunt had long since conked out. If I had thought the silence on Colona's shore was deafening, this was like a jet engine. No birds, no frogs, no bugs. Even the tall reeds seemed breezeless. Nothing broke the quiet but Ant's long, deep breaths as I held mine. I looked with some difficulty through the dirty window and in the inky black night into the murky water. Its depths were indecipherable past the lily-pad-coated glass-still surface. I laid back down facing the doors. Was I expecting to see it there? We were just here for atmosphere. Was I really this scared? I was just on the cusp of sleep sometime later, my eyes growing heavy, when a low groan brought me bolt upright again. I looked straight ahead, scanning the water as I cannonballed into hyperventilations. Despite my loud gasps for air... I still tried to force my jaw slack, fearing my clattering teeth would bring him right to me. Ant snored again, and I felt like the biggest idiot in the universe. I let out a shaky breath as I tried to wane my adrenaline. The pizza, I thought to myself with a laugh. We stopped at some shady mom-and-pop pizza joint before coming here, and the grease this close to bedtime was skyrocketing my anxiety. I vowed to tell Ant in the morning just how much of an idiot we both were before making to rest my head for real this time. And inches from the window, peering out from an impossibly swollen face, were a pair of tiny man-like eyes. And they were furious. The car rocked as it pressed against it. Without thinking, I reached over and slammed both hands on the horn. Ant woke up just in time to see it hunch over, moonlight catching its tar-like inhuman skin, and we were both suddenly choked by a cloyingly fake chocolate-like stench. D Drive! I spat out, the horn still wailing. Drive, drive, drive! (laughs) He backed out down the road as I sat frozen, terrified my sanity would shatter if the headlights caught anything more than the water rippling like a large stone was tossed in dead center. Adrenaline carried us for hours to a cheap, tacky motel in Orlando before we crashed. I practically body slammed into the stained Toy Story print sheets. I looked up to the bleary eyes and caught Ant pulling his laptop out. What are you doing? I asked, thinking he was writing the account down like I am to tell somebody, anybody, what happened. Buying park tickets. We're going tomorrow, he said shortly. It was the right call. The cheery atmosphere, and more importantly, excessive noise, helped us forget what happened for a while. That figures, he said to himself as we stepped off our damp log flume, as if the drop gave him a sudden revelation. What? He smiled his eyes a little sad and fearful under the brim of his goofy-eared hat. That if there's a real one out there, it'd be in Florida.